and welcome to part uh, three of the DCNU Buyer's Guide to the New 52. I am Petra Stork back again, and with us are Dragon Peace. What's up? Rock Attack Force. Hey. Don East. Hey. The Return of Tomato. Hello. Anyone else I'm missing because I'm actually doing this from my phone and it doesn't list to everyone. You I'm forgot about me. Invisible twin brother who loves Yeah, Toon. Yeah, oh, uh, and Toon Fable. Hey! Like I said, Techno. Sorry. Technology. Make sure I look, do multi tabs on my computer, but I cannot let me see every single person on Skype. So, last left off, a bunch of us recorded nearly about 90 minutes to 100 minutes to 110 minutes of going for the first two weeks. And this time, we are going to go for the next two weeks, plus anything left over. So, any any questions, comments, criticisms? Do you all know the drill? Well... I just want to point out that if you, by chance, want to know my thoughts on the first two weeks, I just recorded a solid hour of stuff that's going to be going up on the scratch pad pretty soon here. So just because I wasn't there last night doesn't mean you're going to miss out. Even though this thing will be divided up into like four parts, this yeah. entire parts guide. Yeah, it'll be a so massive. We'll, this five guys on that. Five hours. We should divide it up into fifty-two parts. Um, we that'll do that. be a, even that, more points. No, no. That'll be an album. No, no. no. That'd just be spamming the website. Song for ninety-nine cents a <laughs> song. Now, are you trying to annoy me? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's oh. not for the whole opening relationship joke earlier, wasn't? Isn't it? Okay. All right, let's get this. Party started. You know the drills. No, this is brief thoughts. No massive debate and all that stuff. Intra interest level or whatever you're going by, weight or. September 21st, Silence. Batman, number one. Scott like Snyder is taking over doing this. He wrote American Vampire and Batman Gate to Gotham. Your artist is Greg Capillaro. He did Spawn. The Solitz, let's see. In issue one, a series of brutal killings hints at an ancient conspiracy. Batman learns that Gotham City is deadlier than he knew. It contains... In issue two, he goes up against a deadly killer with, that has a vendetta against Bruce Wayne. But it's a guy in a owl skull mask. And this... As he could, and this person will continue on in issue number three. So, uh, old man, started. Let's see, la, 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 tomato. Okay, you actually probably picked the worst person to start off here because I have a lot to say about this book. Scott Snyder basically is the only person who isn't Grant Morrison to make me care about Batman in the past, let's say, five years worth of comics. He just came off of a legendary run 
Um, you had Franco Francavilla on art and Jock sharing art duties on Detective Comics, which focused on Dick Grayson becoming Batman. Um, so the main focus of that, the arc was called The Black Mirror, and it was Gotham is making these villains that are dark, twisted versions of you. It takes what's the best in you and screws around with it. Now, I've heard Scott actually talk about his approach to this series, which is Bruce behind the cow. And his approach to this is, in some ways, Bruce Wayne loves Gotham City because it's the only place that can sustain a man as insane as he is. It keeps giving him new villains to fight. It keeps giving him this giant war. But what if it hadn't seen him all this time, and one day it just turned this giant eye toward him and said, collectively as a city, I am tired of you. I've only put up with you for this long, and you're going away. It's just, if you hear Scott Snyder talk about this or small thing for five minutes, you just want to buy it instantly. This guy is so passionate about his work and his concepts are huge and crazy while still having this emotional accessibility that I feel like Grant Morrison sometimes doesn't have. So definitely going to be buying this. You should definitely buy the single issues. Don't wait for the trade. You want to see this unfold. If it's anything like Detective, it's going to be very legendary. Alright. Dragon Peace! Um... Can't really say much after that, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, it's the main Batman title. I'm a huge fan of the character. I can't wait to see what happens. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. All right, two. Uh, I'll buy it because it's Batman. <laughs> all right, and done. Well, it's an interesting outline. It seems what something up interesting they're gonna do is Batman. I hope that it's good to know that they got someone as a good writer to do this. Will be one of the big major flagship titles of the relaunch. Yeah, I'll buy. And Rack. I'll pick it up. That's not much to really say yet, so what the mailman said. I hate to be the annoying evangelist here, but seriously, if you guys have not read his run on Detective, I would say best Batman story of the past five years, hands down. And it doesn't even have Bruce Wayne on a single page. Alright. Also, if he ever gets the Joker, God help you, because his Joker, how he writes it, is so scary. It's almost Heath Ledger-like. Oh, I'm... They'll eventually get to the joke as soon. I mean, after all, he's the greatest enemy. They need to... Yeah. Into... Yep. Moving on. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, number one. Written by Dwayne Swarzynski. <laughs> oh, my God, that last name wrong. He wrote... He's a mystery novelist slash com- comics writer. He wrote Expiration Day and Cable. And art is done by Jesus Saiz. One is reading it from the solace of number one. One is wanted for a murder she didn't commit. The other is on the run because she knows too much. They are Diana Laurel Lance and Ev Crawford, a.k.a. Black Canary and Starling. And together, as Gotham City's covert ops team, they're taking down the villain the other heroes can't touch. 
but now they've attracted the attention of a grizzled newspaper reporter who wants to expose them, as well as a creepy chameleon-like strike team that's out to kill them. And this, let's see, we got an ex issue two deals with an explosion at a at Gotham City at Gotham City Airport terminal, as they and involves stolen pharmaceuticals, terrorists for hire, and killers in stealth suits. And issue number three, someone's come up with a way to turn ordinary citizens of Gotham into, well, undetectable walking bombs. So, let's start with um, Don. I, I don't know, it feels doing seeing a Bullets of Prey title, yet not have Bob be involved in some way. So. And and uh, I know the uh, idea of adding a new character, Stalling. I, well, Stalling isn't gonna... a new character, really. I I believe she's a holdover from Wildstorm. Oh, that's... I can't help but laugh at somewhat of uh, Katana's new costume. <laughs> I don't. Maybe it's the. Goofy mask she has uh, with the the big red sun on it. Yeah, it's, I'm staring at the just saying, "Shoot me there." <laughs> yeah, this will do it's damage. The big laser guided thing on there. This will do damage to me. If I'm not dead, <laughs> I will be severely crippled. <laughs> Worse than Barbara. That was a pretty bad joke. But yeah. <laughs> I suck like... Yes, I suck. And I'm gonna have to punch you through the screens for that. Uh, I suck. Not... Not really keen on Black Canary's new costume. I mean, I don't know. Something a bit off about it. I can't be... I didn't know you were a fashion critic. So, entrance Not level... Not quite the Poison oh, Ivy is wearing something that covers more of her skin than usual. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh. In the background, volume issue one. I'm looking at it. Okay. At least I think that we think that's poison. That poison? She's she's a redhead. Yep. Hey, she's a redhead. I don't know. that's poison since I can't think of. But considering that poison <laughs> ivy recently was a tad bit. Paler? Oh, yeah, it does look like her. Yeah, Poison Ivy has been confirmed by the writer to be in this. But... Okay. Okay. Making sure. Because remember, last time I saw her, she was pale. Like, really pale. That was her cousin, Albino Ivy? Yeah. Right there. <laughs> so, okay, so Don, interest level, high, medium, low? Damn. Okay. Um, tomato. Okay, another one that I'm going to rant for a while about, but that's okay. probably anything hey, that well, doesn't down on the ranting a bit, because remember, the last time's podcast, we barely got through these hour 45s. Okay, I'm, I'm going to try to make this quick, but Birds of Prey is a book that focuses on this team dynamic. You've got Oracle, you've got Huntress, and you've got Black Canary. And even when you add different members of the team or take them away or shift them around, you've still got this triad of 
female heroes who build a relationship, and that's what the core of the book is. Now, given the fact that Oracle and Huntress are off the table here, I'm not sure that this is going to be anything remotely resembling what we would think of as Birds of Prey, but um, I do find it really interesting that Poison Ivy is here. That seemed weird to me. It, it seemed like you would rather stick her in Suicide Squad or some sort of other covert ops thing. The covert ops angle, I think there are at least four books that mention secret organizations being the heroes. You've got Stormwatch, you've got Blackhawks, Men of War, that kind of stuff. So, Shade! Yeah. Although Shade is going to be awesome, but... Um, it's going to whip so, off Shield from what I can tell. Yeah, but like um, I said, said last night, I trust Jeff Lemire to do... Yeah, Jeff Lemire is awesome, and if you've, if you've read his Frankenstein stuff, um, you, you'd be blown away, but... Um, back to Birds of Prey, I guess. Am I going to be buying this? I'll probably check out the first issue. I can't see it being great, but I can be. I can see it being one of those comics that falls comfortably in the middle. It isn't too terribly bad, but doesn't blow you away every month. So I'm going to buy the first issue and then probably trade weight if I like what I see. All right. Dragon Peace. Dragon Peach. Uh, Dragon Peach. Um. How are you going to die in one of these things? <laughs> That's okay, what happened. All the mystery right uh, Yeah. Um. I don't know what to say about this. I mean, I haven't. Haven't read a Birds of Prey property. I like any Birds of Prey property. So. I, I might wait. Or I might just pick it up. Alright. Um. Rock attack. I'm a two. Never read any birds of face up before, so I might. You need to fix that mistake completely. But <laughs> I know you hate Gail Simone. I will convert you eventually. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I will hate her if I have to. So, all right, and uh, Dragon Peace. Dragon Peace. Three, two. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Oh. I noticed my. Oh, I noticed my. Echoes, oh. echoes all over the place. Echoes all over the place. Okay. Oh. Okay. Echo. Dragon Dragon Dragon. Sorry, I noticed my mic was on mute. I was talking. <laughs> I haven't seen all of us. Noticed I was talking to myself. Um. I, what I said though was no pass, because I never really read the series. I mean, I'm, I'm not familiar with the series before, so. And like Don said, I remember Barbara Gordon being a part of this, so it's a bit odd. And I gotta say, I really hate um, what's her name, um, Poison Ivy's new outfit because well, it looks like trash. I remember really liking the Batman the Animated Series design, and really thinking she was hot when I was a kid watching <laughs> Batman the Animated Series. And so, yeah. I find it weird. Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn have apparently switched costumes because remember Harley Quinn was is was essentially head to toe covered, whereas Poison Ivy yeah is, was like wearing essentially a one piece bathing suit. But mm-hmm. yeah, and now switch it around DC and you. Poison Ivy's outfit is head, literally head to toe, and Harley let's well let's say about the 
Costume's better. Oh my gosh. I... Do not get started on Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I will say. No, 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 no. We always get enough about that in the past. Yeah. We, we are. So. In, in my okay. little um, hour-long thing that I recorded, I was pretty open-minded about every single thing, except when I got to Harley Quinn's outfit, I was just screaming at my microphone. It literally devolves into, why? Why did you do this? I think that was everyone's reaction. Let's move on to happier things. Like the fact that Jamie Reyes is still the blue Jaime. Jaime. It's been a while since I've seen Raven of Old. But yes, Jaime Reyes is still uh, uh, Blue Beetle. And he he has his own monthly. Written by Tony Bedard with art by I.G. Guara and Rui Jose. I hope I said all that right. In case you never read read the the DC Comics or watched Batman the Brave and the Bold cartoon, essentially, Alien Scarab attaches itself to Jaime and gives Jaime superpowers. And the way I the way I always it, describe it to people is if Peter Parker got the Iron Man suit, you would have Blue Beetle. Yep. That's a good explanation. That's a good description, actually. And in this comic from the first three solids issues in the solids, we're going to be introducing to Jaime, his friends, his family, and the alien scarab suit thing that is attached to his back that also wants to take over the world. Of course! Yes! No one does that joke anymore. I just did! <laughs> You're lame, then. We're gonna bring that joke back. Don't make me come that screen and run you over. Let's get started. Wait, I have a question before we start. Yes. Um, is this are they gonna be having a origin story in the first issue, or is it just gonna start off? Yeah, I think it's gonna introduce them. From what Tony Bedard has said, yes, origin will be the first couple issues. Yeah. Yeah, even the Solets kind of explained that it's going to. Looking like from the Solitz, it is, first issue is pretty much going to be Jaime and the alien suit being attached to him. Alright. Just So, Dragon Piece. Um, Any interest? I'm looking forward to it. I mean, uh, I really thought he was a really fun character in The Brave and the Bold, so I can't wait to see if his comedy will attain in this series. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy it. Alright. Tune. Uh, like Dragon B said, I like this run in the Brave and the Bull, and, um, I, that was just my first, uh, my uh, first time knowing him in the Brave and the Bull, so, you know, since I like this run in now, I guess I'll pick it up. Alright, Rock Attack. Same as Tuna and Dragon Piece. Alright, done. Uh, I was really lucky for Audra, but then I heard about the changes they were doing. Kind of like... Donald, explain. Let him talk. Right. That, uh, well, for one, that pretty much in this continuity, Jaime is the first character to have the name Blue Beetle. Ted Cord is apparently non-canon. Aww. And the whole fact that what made the original Blue, like like the, the previous Blue Beetle series with Jaime interesting is that he was open about his powers, 
with his friends and family. So, you know, instead of the usual hide his powers <laughs> from his from everyone's stick, they was actually open, and it was pretty cool. Now they're going to play play it all straight. That sounds nice. I mean that Jaime's not going to tell... I mean, how do you do... I mean, that would make him be the, the perfect flip version of Spider-Man. Um, I'm going to respond to you when we get to my stuff that you can finish. Well, I'm still interested. It still looks good. I I want to see more a Blue Beetle. So, yeah, I'm interested. All right, Tomato. Um, okay, so Tony Bedard wrote a great run on Green Lantern Corps. So we know that he can do this kind of really broad world-building space action sort of thriller. But the, the question is, can he write a book about a teenager? Um, I think he can probably pull it off. I'm concerned with a lot of the th- same things that Don East is as far as his friends and family not knowing from the onset of the series. But that doesn't mean they're not going to go back to that in a later arc. But even if they do, why not just do it out of the gate? That's what people knew Blue Beetle by. Um, so... I am going to probably buy this first issue, and I'll probably stick with it, but I just hope that they um, have him, quote-unquote, come out to his friends and family as soon as possible. Okay. And so moving on, we now go to Captain Atom. Yeah. Written by J.T. Kroll, who... He did Green Arrow and Teen Titans, according to the Solex. Artist, Freddie Williams II. He did JSA All-Stars, according to the Solex. And reading from said Solex, charged by nuclear energy, possessing vast molecular powers, Captain Atom has the potential to be a literal god among men, a hero without limits. But the question is, will he lose himself in the process? As literally September 1, issue number one's Solex. And apparently, according to issue two, Captain, it will see him losing his mind as his powers pretty much take over him. Yep. Wait a second. Wait a second. It's him, lo- him trying to balance the powers without going insane. Wait a second. Is, is that the Flash in the third issue's cover? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. So let's. Get through it, I believe I went with Rotten and Peas, uh, two. Uh, uh, I don't know, I mean, I, I mean, I will pick this up. I mean, the the sound of him, like, trying to control his power is pretty interesting. Uh, so, that's all I gotta say. Alright, so, uh, rap. And, might check it out, not pretty sure. I think it's kind of interesting, but... Eh. Um... Alright, um... And... Done! Ah, it's essentially that they're giving Captain Adam his own series. Not really sure about... I wonder how much space DC had since issue 3 has the Flash guest starring. Never try to coattail on any popularity he has, uh, but 
Though it's nice seeing the C list, especially on like Captain Adam. <laughs> so interested. All right. Tom, tomato. Okay, couple interesting things here. Um, not a fan of JT Crawl. I'm going to say that up front. I read his Titan stuff and wanted to chuck it against the wall. <laughs> I, I have a serious problem with the way he writes dialogue, in that you can tell he's writing dialogue to advance the plot, and not it's not coming out of the character's mouth. Um, but the interesting thing I find about Captain Adam, though, is this is the first book that really takes the Captain Adam, Dr. Manhattan comparison full circle. This reads to me very much like Watchmen, um, which, given the Watchmen undertones that I picked up from the Justice League 1 that came out last week, I find it really interesting. Th this sounds a lot like the whole Dr. Manhattan thing of ordinary guy gets literal powers of a god and has to control them. So, it's either going to be really good or really bad, and I'm not sure which yet. What I will say is, um, we're, we're at the point now where a lot of creators have started to talk about other people's books and say, oh, you should really buy blank. It's the sleeper hit of the relaunch. And I haven't heard Captain Adam mentioned once, which really isn't a good sign. So I have a feeling it's not going to be a terrible comic, but it's going to fall short. I'm probably not going to even buy the second issue realistically. I'll, I'll glance at issue, but it's going to take a lot to get me to be interested. Alright. And Dragon Peace. Oh, um, no. no I just doesn't look interesting. No other reason? It just looks boring. I mean, uh, the Flash interests me, but, you know, there's already a comic for him, so I don't care right. that much. Okay. And now, another reason! Judd Winnick is still in business! writing comics. Catwoman. He's doing it along with William March. He's so help me God. So yes. And oh yes. One little interesting bit about Catwoman. It, besides her being uh, and, <laughs> and the, as a result of the 50 of Infinite Crisis one year later stuff, Catwoman eventually but got pregnant and had a child. Oh. By the way, the father is not Bruce Wayne. Oh. <laughs> that was actually a very good storyline. Oh, I'll yeah. give it back. <laughs> but that is now officially no longer canon. Oh. Yep. She had a retcon abortion. That's, I think that's the only retcon, confirmed retcon in the Bat books right now. Uh, th so, there are a couple more, but... Yeah, it's the most noticeable in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and according to the, the September Solets, the Catwoman, she's addicted to the night, addicted to shiny objects, addicted to Batman, and most of all, she is addicted to danger. She can't help herself, and the truth is, she doesn't want to. She's good at being bad and very bad at being good. Uh, let's see, she's... October. She's a thief who lives to steal just for the thrill of gaining the, breaking the law. He's the Dark Knight, obsessively driven to battle evil with every ounce of his strength. Okay, this is going to be just Catwoman and Batman just making either making out or not making out. 
<laughs> Will they or won't they? You know, it's out there. Yeah. I have a yeah, lot to say about this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and let's see, Cat. Okay, this may look like the. I'm gonna break the moderator rule and say <laughs> this looks bad. Okay. I like uh, the costume looks better than the Nanny Hassle he's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> at least they kept I don't know, I thought the Nanny Hassle was pretty hot. Yeah, right. hey, one person at a time, I can't hear anyone. Okay. Let's move on with, let's start it off with Rack. Um, oh, I don't get the chance, I mean, I like the Catwoman character, and, well, what? Judge Wittick. I already said this last time, but I'm pretty sure he can do like good comics if he cares about characters enough. And I'm just gonna hope that he cares enough about Calvin to actually do the character justice. I'll I'll pick it up. I'll try it out. All right, done. Oh, this will not end well. Why does Winnick get Rock? It's the same reason Lightbell gets Rock. But he's <laughs> only doing one comic! That's because we know who Rob Lightbell is. I think most people have... You don't even have your... Any more thoughts, done? No, Rob Lightbell. I'm gonna drop this after the first issue. I am not... I kind of want to see what happens. Oh, sorry. Okay, tomato. Okay. Now, while, while I'm going on this rant, I want you Wait, to you when he's done. Go, go through those three solicits and count the number of times sexy or addicted is mentioned. <laughs> okay. By, by the time I'm done, we should have a fairly good window into the psyche of Dudwinner. Now... I know a lot of people hate Judd Winnick. So I said twice. I will defend Judd Winnick. I liked a lot of his work in um, the Justice League Generation Lost. I liked some of his work on Green Arrow. Um, but sometimes Judd Winnick makes it very hard to defend him. This is one of those times, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is definitely Am one I of those just see the problem here? Am I just buying to the problem here? I mean, the, there, there are plenty of great, interesting, psychologically complex ways to write Catwoman. Ed Brubaker did a great run on Catwoman that had Batman appearing for, I believe, a grand total of about 10 pages over 40-something issues. Uh, but he really defined the character and took her to a life beyond Batman. Now, this, this on the other hand, every single cover has her chest showing. Every single says she's addicted to Batman. Judd Winnick cannot go a single interview about Catwoman without mentioning the word sexy about 27 times. This will be Speaking a of, there's no set word sexy in all so in all the catwomans the three catwomans so and addicted's only missed in twice. four times in the, so let's in the first issue so let's 
However, it's because let's see. First issue, she does show cleavage. Second issue looks like a looks like a um, paperback romance novel. <laughs> and number three's cover is my, probably now my most hated cover of this. Well, it's not the November. final cover, so they can change it. I oh, do hope they change but, it. But bluntly, this is going to be a very terrible comment, and you are deluding yourself or completely crazy if you think it's not going to be. Well, All of I've the always thought by myself as insane, so, yeah. I mean, if you're looking for, like, cheesecake and eye candy, I can see why you would want this comic, <laughs> but please don't tell you me you're going to the first issue expecting a good story. And if you want cheesecake, you're probably better off with something else. I know, it's, it's available for free on the internet, people. <laughs> It's available for free on the internet. Just keep it out of my phone. You would now. Uh, Dragon Peace. Oh, um, uh. Well, she looks hot. Uh. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, it looks interesting. It looks interesting. Um, I see in the first issue she has some cleavage off. It's very interesting. Uh. <laughs> Did you say I mean, she I... takes her cleavage off? Oh, crazy. That's so cleavage. Yeah, she removes her boobs. Yeah, um. yeah. That, that's what I meant to say. Okay. okay yes, I'm, I'm going to get it. Get it. <laughs> Why do I picture that being a feature on the next Barbie? <laughs> Transvestite Barbie! <laughs> With the bonus detachable penis. <laughs> okay, okay, you got pay back. I believe they're feeding the microphone. Sorry, I thought of a King Missile song. And two. Got uh, one. I'm not a huge Catwoman fan, but when I look at that cover, uh, uh, something is it's neutral. Yeah, it's tell neutral. us what happens to you when you look at that cover. Oh, uh, it's sexy. <laughs> Um, she's more of a poser than with me, but it looks like she's trying to do hot be sexy. Yeah. And, um, At least it's better than Harley's attempt. Yeah, it's better. This... And he's better than Harley's. Why do we have to keep bringing that up? Because <laughs> oh, it's the new low standard. It's just what, what the single most worst things about the entire rewatch. And also, um, it's better than um, Suicide Squad in the same way that Stalin is better than Hitler. Also, yeah. um, <laughs> looking at issue three's cover, I completely take back the um, the hot part. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next, we got our DC Universe presents. Yay! It's essentially, you know, these are pretty much going to be like these one-off things. Well, you know, actually, they're going to be a different hours. element, different element, different character of the DC Universe. And for the first five months, it'll be Dead Man. Ran by Paul Jenkins and Bernard Chang. And you know, in this, um... Sorry. Apparently, Dead Man fight... It goes up against a new foe that may, wants to make sure that the souls that Dead Man helps out go straight to hell. So, basically, Fred Phelps? Um, <laughs> maybe. Uh, <laughs> scared how you back, man. <laughs> okay, so let's start. Okay, I like the concept, but 
against, but Dead Man, not my starting thing. That's what I'm only going to say about that. Shame. I'm, I'm just not at Deep it. and terrible shame. Hmm. What? Done. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I really hope that I don't know if we're going five issues with Dead Man, who had a lot of focus, you know, in the brightest day stuff. I don't know. I'll, I might stick on to see what they have and set up after this. Uh, yeah, I'm with on this one. Alright, uh, Tomato. Okay, so, um, did anybody read Wednesday comics that came out? I um, did. Last nope. year? Oh yeah, that's right, you did, we talked about it. Um, this is very much in that same vein of Wednesday comics to me. Oh, like um, Justice League number one? No, DC Universe Presents. Oh, I uh, know. It, it's an actual comic called Wednesday Comics. Yeah, um, I thought you just meant weekly. And it, it's it's the size of a phone book. Yeah. But yeah it's, well, it's... It was really well, like, every single thing. I like for the punch of huge posters together. Yeah. Di- different... It was... Different writers, writers and art teams got, like, eight pages to tell a story about whatever character they wanted to tell about. And it was very, very good. And there was a Dead Man story in there, too, but that's beside the point. But... Anthologies, I think, are a good thing to have because if I were DC, what I'd use this book for is cycling in new talent, trying out new writers, new artists, new characters. I mean, back when Batwoman was first getting her big push, um, it would have been nice to have something like this where you could try her out, you know? Um, So I really hope that that not every story is a Batman or a Superman or a Green Lantern. And I'm really excited to see where this is going. Obviously, it's an anthology, so it's going to vary widely in quality. But at least for this first story, if just for, if just for Bernard Chang's artwork, I'm going to be fine. All right. Dragon Peace. Um, uh, well, I'm not too particularly interested in the first five months. Um, I'll see, I'll see what they keep doing. And if I'm interested in the character they're focusing on, I may pick it up, so... Well, I'm I'm gonna pass for the first five months. It depends on what they do next time. For I can't whatever. believe that none of you are Dead Man fans. Mm. I find the cards are interesting, but I don't, I don't know him, but he looks awesome. I never actually paid Dude. attention. Once we stop this podcast to share my Dead Man pitch and see if you guys actually could be converted. Yay! Pitch it. Dude. Uh, I, I'm looking. I, I'm looking at the cover right now, and um, the Joker head and all those uh, doll heads. It looks. You're, look, is this detective or? Wait, are we on the check? No, yeah, himself, Lucian himself, Lucian himself. Oh wow, my bad. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Wait a second. Oh yeah, speaking of, if you're interested in Wednesday Comics, it is available as a trade. A $50, 200-page hardcover trade. But sorry, um, okay. I'm not going to buy that solely because I don't want to read all 52 issues. I'm just going to buy the collected editions of the stuff that I like. Although I think in terms of getting new readers into comics, 
that's an important thing to have where you can literally buy that jumping on point. Mm-hmm. All right. I would love it if they made a paperback at a reduced price, like 10 15 bucks. They might. Eventually. That would just be great for new readers. All right. T- tune. All right. So, uh, like I said before, I don't know that man. But he is looking awesome in this cover. I mean, I, yeah, I, Bernard Chang's artwork is just I could. I'm, I'm pick it up. I'll pick it up. Well, the cover <laughs> art is by Ryan Sock. Oh, that's Ryan Sook. Oh, uh, yeah. He, Sook. I yeah. think he actually did the Dead Man story Sook. in Wednesday Comics. I could be wrong. He either wrote well, that, or drew it. Or no, he did the Commandy one. That was it. All right, and uh-huh. um, Rack. Um. Wait, make sure you call me. Wait, are we still talking about DC Universe Presents? Yes. Oh. <clears throat> I thought I gave my minute. Um. Well, anyway, uh, I'll I'll check it out. It sounds interesting. Like to me, it said feels a lot like Wednesday cards and that aspect. So yeah, I'll check it out. Okay. Moving on, next comic, Green Lantern Corps. Peter J. Tomasi, writer. Fernando Parsian and Scott Hanna, artist. Guy Gardner, John Stewart, lead. Lead the Corps. Corps. And they are going up against a mysterious force that is marching across the space sectors and devouring not only natural resources, but entire populations. It and is they have a vendetta against the show report. This is... That's just the solo that's for issue two. Issue one didn't reveal much. I, by, it, issue one may be an origin, or like how they're... A, um, some form of something. Some it form didn't of explain something. much. So... Tomato. Actually, not a lot to say about this one, surprisingly. Green Lantern really has never caught on with me. Um, I did read the first couple trades of... Um, what's his name? Guy who's writing Blue Beetle. Tony Bedard's um, Green Lantern Corp run. And Green Lantern, to me, has, I guess, been always... I like the concept more than I like the actual stories. The concept of this entire police force... Magical wishing rings seems awesome to me, but the stories themselves have never really been good. Maybe it's because I've only read stuff by Jeff Johns, but I don't know. I, I just don't see myself picking this up. All right, uh, Dragon Peace. Um, I, I I think I need to research just a bit more if I um. Wait, what comic is this? Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> Oh, um. Pretty much continuity will still be in play. I'm just gonna look into the. When I'm at the comic store, I'll look at it and I'll just start right then and there. But for now, I just need to look more up on it because I really didn't look at this title much. You know, there's so much. You you just don't look at them all. Alright. Except uh, when you're doing a podcast covering all 52 of them. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and you had to answer questions for everything. Yeah. <laughs> um. Tune. 
Uh, I haven't read any Green Lantern Corpse issues since the b- Darkest Night. Or- Blackest Night? Black yeah. Night. Oh, bl- bl- no, my God. So, okay, yeah, Blackest Night. But, uh, I might check this one out. Guy Gardner and John Stewart on cover, sure. Yes. Rack. Hey, don't. I have to use that much screen laughs and stuff, so. Eh. I don't know. Okay, I researched it a bit. Okay, sorry. Research. What? One thing that I wanted to say real quick that I just thought of. Oh. What? Uh, Okay, uh, tomato. Um, one thing I wanted to say real quick that I just thought of was. I would really love it if this was an anthology that didn't tie into any of the other Green Lantern books, but because it seems like back in the day you had titles like Tales of the Core, which were just spotlighting random members every issue, and it was a done-in-one story. I feel like that would be the one comic that could get me to jump on Green Lantern if it was just like one-off stories about these weird members of the Core. Oh, that's what I'm feeling Red Lantern is developing at first. Well, Red, Red Lantern is a different beast entirely, but I am excited for that, but we'll... Yeah. I, I was going to say we'll get to that, but we already covered that, so... Yeah. I guess you can hear my thoughts on Red Lanterns in the other podcast, Shameless Self-Promotion. Um, and, uh, can, I, okay. can I share my thoughts really quick? Yeah. Now that I have Your thoughts. Oh, oh, me? <laughs> yes, yes, you. Okay. Um. Well, uh, it, it looks really interesting. Um. So, so I've got a few questions though. Since I, I know I'm, I'm podcasting, just answering your question. But um, is this supposed to be like, is 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 this supposed to focus like with a different member each issue or? Is, no, is it's it, um. It feels like a team book. Okay. So the Green Lantern Corp is like a team or. Is, I mean, because from when I it, thought Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps. Although in recent years, um, especially post Blackest Night, it's mainly focused on Guy Gardner and John Stewart. When um, I forgot his name again. When Tony Bedard was writing it, it was more about different teams of Green Lanterns that would pair up that were more alien. But since since Black Knight has basically been John Stewart and Guy Gardner, and that's what it looks like it's going to be here. So, want to continue on the Dragon Piece? Um, well, it, it looks interesting. Um, I'm, I keep thinking that John Stewart was like the main Green Lantern since you know I watched Justice League as a kid. They really uh, should make John the main. But yeah. It it's it's interesting. Um, I really never heard of Guy Gardner before. I just thought it was like John Stewart and that Kyle guy. Kyle Rayner. Yeah, and yeah. Hal Jordan. That that's I never heard of Guy Gardner. But either way, it should be interesting. So, if, See, if, that I was like more comic relief than the. I always thought it was kind of a wasted opportunity to have this entire thousands and thousands of alien members of the Green Lantern Corps and then focus almost solely on the four that were human. 
I wish there were one that was just an alien lantern book. Well, it will most likely be Kilowog. It now will be either Kilowog or Sinestro's daughter. I forgot her full name. Solanak. 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 Yes, and uh, Rack. Uh, wait, what are we talking about now? Green Lantern <laughs> still. I forgot. Yo, yo, I like your opinion on that, Dad. I? I think your opinion didn't. Or are you? I said past since I'm not be familiar with the Green Lantern. Okay. Uh, Alright, and Don. I'll read it. It's the Green Lantern book. Alright. Moving on. The Legion of Superheroes. Paul Levitz and Francis Portella. Are, oh, I, I guess I'm going to go first here because... I'm just oh, going to say, I've always hated the Legion, and I never really... I thought to go for the Solets. I've never... You're jumping the gun a bit. What was that? You're jumping the gun a bit. Oh, but... Oh, yeah. Legion of Superheroes, decimated but by the worst disaster in history. I'm going to opt out of this one, because I just don't care about the Legion at all. So, continue discussing. Okay. Pass for him. Because the uh, you were you did jump the gun a bit because I still had to read the Solans. Yeah, Legions so. decimated by the worst disaster in history. Now the students of Legion Academy must rise to the challenge of helping the team rebuild. But um, brought an almost unstoppable powers rising at the edge of Dominator space. And if new recruits fail, the Legion Espionage Squad may be the first casualties in the war that could split worlds in half. That's the first issue, so almost literally word for word, for word from the Solans. And it continues with the Espionage Squad in issue number two. As they go up against a rebel leader. And the, and the Dominators are... Going against, will fight face off against some, I believe the strongest man in the universe, in issue number three. Uh, okay, since Tomato made his opinion, um, Dragon Peace. Um, maybe. I mean, the art doesn't really interest me. Kind of looks. It's, it's just not my favorite art style. Different cover artist. Ah. Uh, um. I'm just not too interested with this title. I mean, I'll look at it at the comic store, but if, if I don't like it, then, then I'm not going to read it. So, yeah. Okay, uh, two. Wait. What? What? <laughs> What'd you say? Wait. Oh, wait. Okay. Oh, wait. No reason whatsoever, or it, uh, just interests me. Okay. Oh, wait on it. Rack. I'm gonna pass on this one. Like, oh, this is. Can you guys yeah. wait for about 20 seconds here? I gotta plug my laptop in, or it's gonna die. Okay. Right. I'll just mute my mic, and you guys can edit this part out. So how's everyone doing tonight? No problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I made my... Okay, next will be done in... 
Okay, uh... Want me to go now? Yeah, I might as well. You're good. Okay. Don't you hate it when we have to edit out bars like Oh, dang it! He, he, we lost on. Ah, what? <laughs> no, wait, never mind, didn't see. Okay. I thought you'd win. <laughs> okay, done. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. You for so what you guys okay. hear about, um... Since Don, what did you say? Okay, uh, yeah, I've never been one to read the Legion of Superheroes. I know what it's about. I know there's a lot of continuity stuff. But I don't know, it could be... Um, this may be my fucking into it. You know? Jumping in. We're willing to give it a decent shot. Yeah. Alright, and... Yeah, you're back? I'm gonna take that as a... Still on, so it's... Verification? Okay. Oh, okay. Resume the Yep. Alright. Alright. I hear echo. I hear echo. <laughs> So next time. Is that my phone? Alright, um... Nightwing. Nightwing! Kyle? Oh, Kyle Higgins? Hey, this is annoying. Fighter? You did to Gotham? And art and cover are from Eddie Barrows and J.P. Mayer. Dick Grayson's back as Nightwing. However, he still remembers him being Batman is still continuity, in continuity. But he's back in... In the Nightwing costume and identity. But so now he looks like Batman Beyond. <laughs> yes. I wish there were actually a Batman Beyond comic in this reboot, but. Who knows? Why, let Adam uh, Beach invite it? No. Although I was reading some um, of the Justice League animated comics that were written by Adam Beach, and they were actually really good. Okay, moving, continuing on with Nightwing. Apparently, yep. Dick Grayson is going to reconnect with his roots and returns to Haley's Circus when he comes back to Gotham City. But however, there's murder, mystery, and superhuman evil involved. And so he's going to pretty much investigate that as well as So, yeah, he's going to investigate what's happening at his circus, old stomping grounds, for for these first few issues. So, let's see. Dragon Piece went first, um, two! Ah. Uh, okay, uh, I'm going to have to buy this one, uh. I don't know, I, I mean, it's Nightwing. What else am I supposed to do? Alright, um, Rack Attack. Oh, I'll check it out, might as well. Uh, done. I... I don't know, I like the idea of him, I guess, traveling with the circus, being like an on-the-run crime fighter, which is why I think they're going with here. It okay. sounds... 
the fact that in the covers, like especially in the cover for issue two, you can almost tell he had so make so out. You could, you could say that his crowbar is rather prominent. Yes. <laughs> that is weak. And Sorry. apparently they go globe hopping. As they go up against Asian assassin, Jason encounters some ancient assassins in issue two and issue three. He they enter the chamber of all, and that. But in order to do so, they had to leave their most cherished memories as collateral. So, uh, so rack attack. It looks interesting, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to wait on this one. Kind of see how it goes. Done? I might just give this for Starfire. You have to stand by your woman, dog. That's, that's the same song. <laughs> wait, a, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're getting Red Hood for a Starfire? And Teen Titans? <laughs> oh, no, because I... Red Hood is... Did I just start a meme? I think I just started a meme. What was it? I didn't hear. Wait, oh. wait, oh, oh, wait, wait a second. This is the... <gasps> <gasps> yes! Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I noticed that that was Starfire. Sorry. Okay, yes. c- continue on. What, what were you saying, Tomato? Nothing. Mm. Yeah, Starfire looks different in the comics than she did in Teen Titans the cartoon. That's I know not that. What saying, but... Holy, look, look, Robinson, Robinson the third issue. This is like nostalgia on a whole new level. <laughs> They got Jason Todd Robin costume log. He didn't wear pants. But let's be honest. Pants or whatever he wore in the 80s. Yeah, but he's pants. Oh, th- this comic, I'm sorry. Scott Lobdell is writing three books for the new DCU, and none of them look remotely good. The... This seems like too many cooks stirring the pot at once. I just don't see how Starfire, Red Hood, and um, Red Arrow can really all fit together into a coherent team book. It doesn't seem like there's anything to set this comic apart from everybody else. And when you're competing with 51 other books plus everything from Marvel, I think this might be one of the first to get canceled. We'll address that. Is a quote. I'm actually addressing that as a bonus question. Oh, okay. We're playing a fifth grader now. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go if, ahead and say my thoughts? If the comes on yeah. the podcast, I will start shooting. Okay, um, Dragon Piece. It, it looks interesting. Now that I know that Robin, I mean Jason Todd and uh, Star Starfire is going to be in this, I'm actually kind of interested in picking this up. But since Tomato is a bit worried. I'm having second thoughts. And, I mean, third thoughts. So, you know. Third it, thoughts. <laughs> it looks interesting. Um, well, uh, can I just. You know, it's too bad that Jason Todd in this apparently is blackhead again. If he still had his dyed red hair, they can be called the Ginger Trio. 
<laughs> and tune. Uh, this looks like it has potential. I don't know about you guys. I mean, Don, you're getting this from Starfire. I'm getting this from Red Hood. I mean, looking back on the um, at Under the Red Hood, I mean, I thought that was a good movie. Dark, edgy, lots of action, and plus the cliffhanger ending. So I, I'm just glad to see that Red Hood is back in action. At, and um, Tomato, you think it's going to be the first to get canceled? I mean, I love the story. Well, maybe not the first to get canceled, but among the first. Ah. Uh, I think, uh, what else? I don't know. We'll address the cancellations. I mean, just them three going out and wrecking havoc against other people? Well, Well, the thing is, we don't even really know who all the people are. There's really not a set antagonist for this book. Wait, why is Starfire on this team? Is she like an anti-hero now? Yeah, that's... How are they going to try to go with this whole being new to us thing? Ah. Ah. Uh, Starfire so, and Todd Romance seems like it could possibly work. Wait, I, I got a question. Why is Red Arrow in there? Wait, I got a question, real quick. Yeah. Is, um, in, in Teen Titans, because this has to, in the animated series, is, which Robin is, is it in Teen Titans? Dick Grayson, it's Dick pretty Grayson. obvious, don't you say? It, it, it's, um, it's a blend The fact that he grew up to be Nightwing in that alternate timeline. For the oh, love yeah. of God, when we see a... For crying out loud, people, when we look through but, Robin's memories, we see two acrobats falling to their deaths. I think that's kind of obvious. But okay. then again, he I has, don't remember everything. Yes, yes. He has more of the attitude of Tim Drake, I would say, plus he has the most. Oh, but, please. You mean a Dick Grayson Robin that's depicted in the outside media having traits and appearances transplanted from a different incarnation? What a shock! Well, that's what I'm saying. I, re- I don't really think it matters who he is because he has bits and pieces from all three of the other Robins. You know, that's the thing I don't, like, I don't like about the Teen Titans cartoons, that they never barge with origin stories. You really want a 1500th origin story of... Except they did do an origin. They did go. That was an entire origin episode. Yeah. I mean... I meant for the characters. I mean, we don't... Really no give explanation on why Cyborg was a Cyborg. We just have to. But oh yeah, really that's Do we really want a Cyborg origin story in something that is as happy as Teen Titans? Yeah, I'm oh. gonna be honest. I don't think that's 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 like the I think it's better that they're doing it in Justice League. So like it, it, I don't know, but it's kind of reminding me of something else. I don't remember what. Yeah, Cyborg origin will work now. Unlimited. Let's Cyborg move on. Origin. I know what his origin is. Because they told it in me in Super Friends. Top well, that, Teen Titans. Mm, well, also, Super Friends had a better voice actor for Cyborg. They well, had me, and Toon. Had... me and Toon haven't never, ever seen Super Friends. I watched the movie once. Once. I wish I had a mute button. I don't do it. Cyborg. I also get into a debate about Cyborg's voice. Seriously. <laughs> I like it. Cyborg's voice is awesome, but Cyborg's voice is better. Steve Jobs knew that he was going to die, so he decided to do something. Superman's uh, recent uh, instance involved back in um, in the old continuity with him renouncing his American citizenship was a bad thing. Wait until you read Supergirl, in which he kind of hates you, man. 
Earth. <laughs> Although she's living it there because. Um. Either way, so. Why is she gonna love if she hates it? Yeah. And it's true, she also punches Superman. What is with all this rage? Edmentium rage. Just one. Just one human superhero contact. Oh, yeah. Michael Green, Mike Johnson are writers. Mahmoud Asrar is the artist. Okay, let's start with. Tune! Uh. I'll wait on this one. Thing is, well, it's not related to Supergirl, but to all super species, men, women, all that. But I'm noticing that in the Justice League number one, why why am I getting such a rage vibe? Like his eyes are red and all that. Is he like uncontrollable or just plain evil? Hmm. We don't know yet. You know. Um. We haven't read Action Comics. Yeah. Rack. That's the number one, though. But <clears throat> I, know, I know, but Action Comics tells his origins. Yeah. <laughs> Rack attack. Um. I'll check it out. I mean, I know she read a Super Bowl series, but yeah, I'm going to get this a shot. Alright, Don. I don't know. I know. The last incarnation of Supergirl is kind of a bitch. <laughs> this so, one is going to be King Ka- the quote Cartman King Kamehameha Biatch. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be a series where the main character is unlikable, so maybe I'll drop it unless something interesting happens. Maybe you'll uh, drop it unless something interesting happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm confused. Tomato. Oh, well, <laughs> two, two things to note here. Um, what were the writers' names again? Michael Green and Mike Johnson. Okay, so those <laughs> guys were two writers on Smallville. Oh, and that should be your first clue as to this comic not being so much with the good. Um, your second clue, Kelly Sue DeConnick, one of the, one of my favorite writers in comics, she did the Osborne miniseries over at Marvel, but she, um, came June, July, and August, she did a three-issue run on Supergirl, in which she made this really kind of, like Dawn was saying, light-hearted, fun comic where you had Supergirl going to college, and she had all of these friends, and it was kind of, I hate to draw the Buffy the Vampire Slayer comparison, but it was kind of a Kryptonian Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and it was really awesome. I have no idea why she's not on it for the reason. That was the best take on Supergirl I think I have ever seen. I've never really liked a character, except for those three issues, but now Kelly Sudaconic is gone, so I'm not going to be checking this out. Alright. Uh, and Dragon Piece. Pass. Same reasons? Uh, yeah. That you've already given? Yeah. And continuing on with DC Women not having pants, Wonder Woman! 
Right? Wait, yes. so it's confirmed that she doesn't have pants, right? I know, oh, Cover 2 has pants. Well, but Cover 1, no pants. Yeah. Justice League Number 1, no pants. The official position is now no pants. Right, no pants? Why no pants? Because the whole always had. But the final artwork has no pants. Yes. No pants. Uh, issue 1. And issue 1. And starting off, it's Brian Azzarello and Cliff Chang doing it. So it's from issue 1. The gods walk among us. To them, our lives are playthings. Only one woman would dare to protect humanity from the wrath of such strange and powerful forces. But is she one of us or one of them? Dun, and dun, as dun. soon as it loads, in issue two, she, um, I believe, Wonder Woman goes up against Hera, or Hera's daughter. And issue three... Hippolyta has kept a secret from her daughter all her life, and when it's revealed, Wonder Woman's life will shatter like brittle clay. Hence the cover. The only one more shocked than Diana by this revelation? Bloodthirsty Hera herself. So why is her sinister daughter, Strife, so eager for the truth to be told? Hmm. This may be interesting. Uh, starting with... Let's start with tomato oh my god am i excited for this comic i this is probably going to be the first comic that i pick up next week first of all there are very next week is september 21st it's oh crap <laughs> yeah but whatever that week is first comic <laughs> oh but a couple reasons you should pick this up Cliff Chang is drawing this. Now, I don't care if Judd Winnick wrote this. I don't care if... Cliff Chang is on artwork. Have you seen this guy's stuff? He has never drawn a bad page in his life. So even if the writing were terrible, I would still be buying this comic. But... Luckily, the writing probably won't be. Writing will not be terrible because this is by Brian Azzarello, who wrote the excellent Hundred Bullets, excellent Doctor Thirteen, Architecture of Morality. Oh, and okay, I love Gelson's run on Wonder Woman, but these past twelve months have been a terrible time to be a Wonder Woman fan because, um, JMS J. Michael Straczynski came on, and I, I liked what he was doing at first, but then he decided to shoot the book in the foot, run off, and stick Phil Haster, who normally is a very good writer, with the job of finishing his bullcrap. Um, so, terrible 12 months of stories we've had with this character. Um, if you've ever seen the comments that have been made about Wonder Woman by various people on the book resources and all that, it's people are trying to fix Wonder Woman too much. Every story is about finding out who Wonder Woman is, and nobody ever actually tells a story about something other than Wonder Woman in a Wonder Woman book. Um, so what we needed was a new, fresh approach to the character that still 
kept a lot of what made her good that wasn't really that much of an origin. Brian Azzarello, first interview he gave, one of the first lines out of his mouth, he said, Wonder Woman is a horror comic. This Wonder Woman is going to be a horror comic. Because at the crux of everything, you've got these people standing over you with tons more power than you have who could literally snap their fingers and screw your life completely over. And they don't have morals like we do. They are just ready at the drop of a hat, like they're playing a video game, to completely screw up your world. And to me, this whole Wonder Woman versus the Fury of the Gods is just really appealing. If you've seen some of the artwork for this book, um, they're, they're doing away with the whole like, traditional toga and stuff. Every Amazon and every god is dressed in modern clothing. And I think that tells you a lot about the tone the series is taking, in that it's still going to be a series about Olympic gods, but it's going to be a series about how these Olympic gods affect us, and how they can completely decimate us if they see fit. Which just to me is a really instantly reach out and slap you in the face concept. I want to read this book yesterday. All right, uh, Dragon Piece. Oh, um, uh, oh, I'm I'm not getting this, and the 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 reason I'm not getting this, I I know you I said thousands of times that I was into DC superheroes and stuff last last night, but the reason is because I, I know this is gonna sound sexist, but I'm, I'm not a fan of girl comics. I'm I'm gonna be honest. But no, 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 I don't think you can pigeonhole this as a girl comic. Uh, okay, uh, I know. But woman comic. Woman comic. <laughs> I mean, but the, the, it's not like this is chick lit. I, I know. Is, I, I know what I mean, it is. My God. I know, but it, it's, that, it's just not my taste. <laughs> okay, two. Um. Well, I'm, I'm the opposite of Jack Peach. You know, I love woman comics. I mean, not girl comics, but I love woman comics. Main reason is, um, I don't know too much about Wonder Woman. I mean, I need, I need to look more into but her. But the um, whole point of this reboot is to get a good jumping on point, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I hope I it feels bad. Wonder has been all, like, shaky and confusing for years and years now, but this is just where you can leave all your baggage at the door and start enjoying a good story. And throw it away. <laughs> okay, okay so. Opinion. Tune. Yeah, I'm buying it. Oh, yeah. Rack. Pass, pass, pass. I'm just going to. I'm going to buy this. I thought I'd not get excited for this, pass. especially after what Tomato just said. Pass. So, I'm going to check it out. Yes, we hear you, Dragon Peach. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> and Don! Interested. I'll get it. it. But I'm not too iffy on the whole Switch and Horror comic. Okay. Shut up! <laughs> that is part three! Well, Next the one thing I wanted to say to wrap up this podcast that I just now really noticed. Yeah, so Suicide Squad. 
Well, yeah, that. And, um, but this, this is the first time in a long time that I can say I'm legitimately excited about the core trinity of books, the Superman, the Batman, and the Wonder Woman. Oh, that this is, I, I've never been excited for all three at the same time, and they've never been this consistently looking like high quality. I think when I added it up, there were about 46 of the 52 that I would at least try the first issue of, which is a really good batting average. Dang. Well, and that wraps this up, uh, part three. Next week, we got the final, the final week of comics of the new 52, the final 13 issues, number one, the final 13 titles, plus bonus questions concerning Justice League. The new series that are coming out in October. And how can people oh. ask these questions? The new revelation news <laughs> news coming out uh, from Canada's Fan Expo regarding Justice Society. And what what's comic would be cancelled. As well as the whole one hundred and fifty dollar trade. The if you wanna contact us RealScratchPad at gmail.com. Uh, follow all of us on Twitter at at Rack Attack Force, at Tune Faithful with the underscore between the two words, at Dragon Peace, at Tomato Surprise, at The Real Dinies, at Tetrastork, or at Real Scratch Pad. Thank you for listening and transition time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're transitioned. Okay. And why are we transitioning?